Hello, everybody, and welcome to another NPC's Weekly News Roundup. It is July 29th, 2022, and tonight we will be talking about GTA 6 and some of the details that come out about the upcoming Grand Theft Auto game. It's fantastic because we don't have to talk about GTA 5 anymore. Of course, we'll also be talking about some of the details revealed about the PlayStation VR 2, and we'll also be talking about Roblox removing one of their most iconic sounds. And I'm sure you could probably tell exactly which one I'm talking about. That and more, of course, on this week's Weekly News Roundup. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another NPC's Weekly News Roundup for the week of November 20th, 2020. It is Friday. It is, uh, where's my date? It's September 18th, 2020, or our first story, and this is actually breaking news for all of us right now here, too. Figured this is a, kind of a big one to cover, of course, with who it is. Joined via Discord by Kyle because we're in the midst of a pandemic still, and, of course, everything is all kinds of crazy. So this thing is a chalker. I mean, yeah, it's a beast. It's huge. Doing a um, that we had the Resident Evil stuff that they were successful with Castlevania. Welcome to another NPC's weekly news roundup, and it's the news time. I am joined, of course, by Kyle via Discord. Kyle, hello. What's up, man? And here we are. We're up. We're active. We're live. Kyle's computer decided to blue screen there, so we're just a couple minutes behind. But yes, of course, everybody, welcome to another NPC's Weekly News Roundup. Again, it is July 29th, 2022. We have survived two months of the summer, which means summer's almost done. That would explain why my wife is showing me so many different Halloween things that we need to go buy already and turn into standard <laughs> home decor. God. Yeah, it's it's that bad. But anyway, of course, I'm Travis, and with me, as always, on Discord is uh, Mr. Bright and Shining Face over there, Kyle, because he got a Steam Deck this week. Didn't you, Kyle? I did. And, I did. And, I mean, give us the TLDR. How is it going? What have you liked? What don't you like? What's going on? Uh, it, it's, uh, man, it's fantastic. Um, there, I... Like I was telling you earlier, um, yesterday and the day before, uh, just so many subtle nuances in the console that are just so cool, um, especially like in the packaging and whatnot. But beyond that, uh, just the uh, the console itself, I, I've had very few issues with. I mean, I've, you can tell there's. I, I feel like they're still working out some of the 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 stuff with the OS because I've. I've managed to slow it down, and I, granted, I've been trying to do some just crazy things with it already, but right. um, as far as playing games, it, it's amazing. And it feels really comfortable, though, in the hand. Like, oh, I, got, yeah. I got to play with one with somebody that has one at work, and, man, I really expected that thing to feel like a Sega Game Gear. Like, I expected it to be as, as chonky and as, as weighty as, like, a Sega Game Gear, and... I don't know. It feels much better to hold in my hands, my larger hands, you know, compared to something like a Switch. So Valve did good. Oh, absolutely. At, absolutely. At least for right now. At least for right now. Who knows what will happen down the line? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens with with uh, Steam Deck 2, you know, and then you got to go buy one of those next. Oh, man. I so will, too. Yeah, of course you will. <laughs> of course you will. But as long as it's treating you well, We'll uh, have to do some more featuring on it, of course, here at some point in time as well. Heck yeah. Yeah. But in the meantime, of course, let's move on to our first story of the day. And it is our title story for the day. And that is Grand Theft Auto 6 details have leaked. Well, maybe not so much leaked as more so like, you know, a 
thing of information came out from Bloomberg on this one. So in reporting from GameSpot, who was also reporting here on it uh, with the information from Bloomberg, uh, it says that GTA 6 is going to be featuring a female protagonist and takes place in and around Miami, which, as we all know, Miami in the Grand Theft Auto areas is Vice City. So we will finally be returning back to Vice City, and um, it looks like the uh, character is going to be one of two leading characters in the game. So it's, um, and apparently the story, again, this is from the article here, the story is influenced by the infamous bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde. So whether or not that that means that this is going to take place in more modern times and just have that Bonnie and Clyde style vibe to it when it comes to the crime sprees and the, um, and the time period, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, you know, at least we've got some information out about it. And I think the rumors were pretty much holding true that we were going to be returning to Vice City. I mean, what do you think about going back to, to Vice City there and potentially playing, uh, playing around in that, uh, that field again? I totally stoked. Um, Vice City was actually one of my favorite locations in all honesty. So, um, yeah, no, that th- this will probably be my, my, my most willingness to, to jump back into to Grand Theft Auto because, I mean, I, I tried to play four and, tried to play um five and i i kind of got into five but yeah. not not really so i mean i think the last one i really got into was vice city i vice city was my first one that i played uh then i circled back around to gta 3 and then the one i fully 100 percent completed was san andreas and just kept going crazy with that one but of course i was a i was a kid who just you know didn't really do everything by the book so it's like here let's just unlock every weapon and oh i need a harrier right now so i'm gonna unlock the harrier and go and fly around there and blow everything up instead of drive around all over the place but uh yeah exactly like and i'm in the same vein with gta 5 that i i've played it i like it i haven't 100 percented it though or, or even completed the story but i get enough of it but it's time for it to be off to the side now it's been around three console generations and it's it just hasn't stopped yet Right. So it's going to feel good to go back. Uh, a couple of the details that they talk about here with some of the things that have come out is that apparently the vision that they had for Grand Theft Auto 6, they actually had to pare down or narrow down more specifically to the actual map and the environment is that it looked like they were working on something called uh, a concept called Project Americas, which they were going to be actually adding in more than just one city to uh to their map itself, which, you know, for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, we did have uh, three different cities and two different, like, little towns. Um, Grand Theft Auto V had one had your one main city with Los Santos and then a couple other towns and villages all around the rest of the island. This, on the other hand, was planning on expanding out to full-fledged cities, even at, like, at much grander scale than what we had seen with uh, Grand Theft Auto V. So you're talking about potentially like multiple Los Santos sized cities within like your just larger playable area, which right. to be quite honest, would definitely make things more interesting uh, while at the same time would definitely make that install size much more chaotic, especially after all the, the fury and fire people put out with uh, modern warfare and war zone updates and how much space that took up. Imagine, Imagine how big that install could get if they added in like seven to ten different cities that were all the same size and had the same AI and generation as Los Santos. 
Well, and here's my take on it. I, I look at, you know, the way Grand Theft Auto currently is, especially with, like, the online and stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like this potentially still could be a thing. Like, at, at some point, maybe someone in corporate was like, hey, guys, we need to reel it back in. We could still ride this game out for another 10 years like we did five. So, yeah, and, you know, so I mean, potentially they could add all that content back in. It'd be hard to say, but even then, um, they could do expansions where, you know, it's a standalone expansion and you only have to install that content in order to access it or, you know, have the base content and you don't have to have, you know, other chunks of the data available. Um, so you can, you can pare down your install a little bit. And it seems like that's m what they might be aiming to do with this one is that they're not they're paring down the base game to be more specifically a, a mm -hmm. you know a given area which includes Vice City, but that they're going to be adding in more as time goes on too, like potentially more cities outside of just missions and DLC. Which, to be quite honest, the standalone GTA Five experience didn't really have any of this DLC. Everything was really focused on GTA Online, which has been the moneymaker for Rockstar and Take-Two in the GTA universe so far. Uh, right. Even so, you know, by adding in more of that and continuing to kind of grow out their um, the, the world and the city by adding more stuff in, you know, uh, maybe this will be one of those things we see where GTA, the, the standalone game and online kind of maybe merge together. You know, instead of it being just a, you log into single player or then you have to choose the multiplayer online, it might just be all in one. Oh, man. It would make for some crazy havoc, especially if you're in the midst of a mission yeah. or something. But I, I could see him doing it, though. I mean, a lot of people buy or had bought GTA just to play the online portion. I mean, I I, I can't tell you how many used copies I've sold of, of GTA just because, you know, you you basically got automatic access to the online early on um and then they ended up releasing the the standalone so it was you know easier to just pay for the standalone for 10 or 20 bucks you know depending on if it was on sale or whatever but i mean it making it an online game they could still totally do that and just have a campaign where you could just run almost like it, it takes you in a into a different instance of the game and mm -hmm. you know it removes you from that multiplayer instance while you're in mission yeah so that way it's like you you know maybe you don't get like screwed over by other people in the game but at the same time you have that bridge together so at least it's easy enough to switch between the two instead of having to like log out and then log back in to get to gta online you know the you don't have to do any of this weird flip-flopping to make it work um, right. You know, that would be pretty cool. Um, carrying on with some of the other information here, though, um, some of the key stuff, though, that was at least reported by Bloomberg, though, is that um, Rockstar is really reorganizing and redeveloping their thought process when it comes to how they handle the the universe that they're effectively building within Grand Theft Auto 6, how they're building the world out. And a lot of that says that they are um, here, here's what. Uh, GameSpot goes to say it says the report does state that Rockstar developers are taking care not, uh, to not punch down with jokes about marginalized groups which would be a change from past games that poked fun at all manner of people uh, so I guess apparently there's been a lot of like internal changes at Rockstar to 
address some of the stigmas that Grand Theft Auto has introduced. And we all know that Grand Theft Auto really is a big is a big kind of joke, at least as it references, you know, American culture and American mm -hmm. uh, stereotypes and such, too, and, and American values, quote unquote, um, and, and how uh, some different groups out there are presented or how they are um, how they are talked about or represented in games like this, though, too. So they're taking a different approach to it. And I think by uh, at first, at least having a female protagonist as like one of the main characters, uh, one of the playable characters is going to help with some of that. But at the same time, it's going to really alter the dialogue that we're, I guess, used to having grown up with the Grand Theft Auto series. Uh, but that's probably not necessarily for the worse. That's probably for the better. You know, that's probably going to end up making things at least much more truer. And I'm sure that there's still going to be plenty of jokes and plenty of, of niche things that do make it Grand Theft Auto. But uh, oh, yeah. there are some times that, you know, change is necessary and stuff like that definitely needs it. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, uh as of right now, the only other thing that has come out so far is that it looks like uh, a potential release window. And they're talking about potentially second quarter of 2024 is when we could see this game come out. Like late first quarter, early second quarter of 2024. So that puts it between uh, January to uh, January through June there. So, I mean, really the first half. Or if you're looking at the late quarter one to early quarter two, you're talking about March, April of 2024. So once more of those details come out, I'm sure that as we get closer, you know, we're we're getting to that timetable where we should be seeing some sort of trailer or, or more official information from Rockstar at some point in time. So uh, once that comes up, obviously you'll hear about it from us in the news. And we carry on, of course, to the next story here. And this is by far an interesting one. And I'm glad that I jumped on it when I did then. Uh, so it has been reported that uh, Oculus's parent company, Meta, formerly known, of course, as Facebook, uh, they are going to be increasing the price of the Quest 2 VR headset by $100 on Monday, August 1st, which is literally two days from now. Uh, so if you are a person who has not jumped on the VR bandwagon and sees that there is value in something like the Quest 2 and you want to go make sure you get your money's worth on it, you may want to go make that investment now. So the price for the 128 gig model is going to go up to $399, while the 256 gig model will jump uh, to $499. Uh, that's, um, you know, that's kind of a bit, I guess, there, um, you know, for at least an entry level one. Uh, especially as like you look at the $499 version, the 256 gig, um, that's still lower than some other like wired VR headsets out there, but you're only now maybe about $150 away from being able to buy something like the H, uh, the HP reverb two. So it kind of becomes one of those trade-off things there. I mean, what do you think about that, Kyle? I mean, is there any ulterior motives here? You think that, that, meta has with upping the price on this do you think there's something else going on that you know is like, i is it just the i personally chain? do okay what do you think number one this is like totally unprecedented i feel like it the quest 2 has been out for over a year now right uh yeah it came out i believe 
early to mid last year. Let me see if I can find that release date, but carry on with what your thought is. Yeah, I, I want to say it's been out for at least a year. Uh, you know, typically consoles don't see price hikes after a year. If anything, they start, you know, sustaining a, a price or, you know, their, their price levels out or you start seeing dips in the price where you, they, they're going on sale. We've already seen sales on the the Meta uh, Quest Two or whatever you want to call it now, uh, but at, at at this point, you know, for them to to raise the price with the announcement of PSVR Two uh, just around the corner, I feel like this is a market manipulation scheme, uh, personally, and maybe that that's just me, like you know psyching myself out on it but it feels like that they're raising the price now so sony has to raise the price of the vr2 when it releases and then quest will potentially you know maybe a month or two after the psvr2 has been out drop the price where you know leaving sony you know locked in at this price looking like fools essentially even though that their hardware is going to be better. Yeah, I I wouldn't be shocked if there was an ulterior motive like that, because the VR space is getting interesting, to say the least. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it still is one of those fields that is harder to enter, uh, you know, as a consumer, because most options, at least up until the, the Quest line came out, were going to be costing you six to $700 and up. Um, and of course, as the quality's gotten better on things, you know, those prices stay the same. So the quest has kind of hit one of those very good spots to give you a VR experience without costing an arm and a leg. Granted, you are basically paying console prices for it as of Monday, really. Um, but but, you know, if you're, if you're gonna, I feel like at that point, if you're going to be using it with a computer at all, and you're looking at a quest too. You might as well, and I, I hate to recommend this because I I really dislike the company at this point, but you might as well go to GameStop and spend 600 and I think it's 650 or $699 to get a refurbished index. Yeah. Because they have them on sale off and on for that. Yeah, and that's six hundred bucks. Yeah, and if you have a if you have a PC capable of handling the support for VR, if you have a gaming rig or gaming laptop that is capable of doing it, that might be the one thing to do. But if you don't, this is going to be one of those things that you know is going to be there for you, and it's still at least a, a an okay price when it comes to it. But again, being able to just spend an additional amount of money there to be able to go up to something that has the better resolution. Um, maybe not necessarily the better controllers, but, um, but but some of the other things built into it, at least especially, you know, the reverb there is a good entry-level VR headset, especially for, you know, wiring in. But it all varies from person to person anyway. But, you know, to see this type of ploy, though, at least for them to go in up prices, even with current supply chain constraints and the release of the PSVR 2, it just seems a little weird. And especially given like i mean maybe it's because they did lose a whole bunch of money because of apple's uh changes when it comes to advertising on i devices and such um but geez i mean it's just i i don't know what else to say about it i mean 
I think you really I, hit the nail on the head with it, though. Yeah, I mean, it is it is Meta or Facebook really hurting for money that much that they need to hike the price in a, in a product that honestly that the shelf life on these things because VR has been moving so fast. Like the the Quest Two, it, it's it's great, it's very top tier, but very soon I feel like it will it will be outdated and it'll still be fairly usable and you know plenty usable on many many games and it'll still have good quality but it's going to be outdated because the way vr is moving and the the speed that it's moving yeah you know you look at vr from just like what four years ago and we were using our cell phones with oculus yeah we were and now i mean we have a full vr setup that doesn't even require a pc all you do is connect it wirelessly to your wi-fi hook up your facebook account and boom you're good to play right there and then you know yeah and it's not to say that they're the only ones out there with the the wireless side of it either i mean there are ways to hook up things like the uh the htc vive pro or um oh what else was there 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 are some others that can handle some wireless capability but they're just not fully built out to do that so you do net that advantage with it but again you know, some of the nuances with the Facebook accounts, which that's going away here soon. And, um, of course, now the price increase, if you don't already have one, there's another thing, though, too. But it's up to each person on how to do it. I think, though, you hit the nail on the head, though. I think that this is some sort of ploy, though, to potentially kind of go up against Sony in one form or another. But I guess we'll just have to see because we don't even have a price yet for the PSVR 2. So... You know, it's it's going to be tough to say what that's going to look like unless they got some inside information. Yeah, and it, it just it scares me that they're trying to get Sony to potentially increase the cost of the, the VR2 artificially before its launch um, with the anticipation that, you know, you can get the, the meta and it's, you know, it's the same price and maybe it's a comparable product because they, they had to raise the price of it. Who knows? You know, it, it can cause confusion with a lot of consumers. Yes, it can. It really can. Um, you know, for those really looking to go and get a VR headset. Um, I mean, the best thing is just to kind of look at what your situation is for VR. Um, you know, look at what you want to be able to do, what you don't want to be able to do, and then go weigh it against some of those other headsets. I know at some point I'll probably go get something that is definitely more capable than my Quest 2. Uh, but right now, it's playing games on it. It's it's perfectly fine. It's definitely good, and it was definitely worth the money. But if you want to get it at the price I did, go get it now. Yeah, I, I feel like the, the Quest 2 was, you know, up until monday was the most affordable and best option for vr and it offered the most as far as like versatility and i i feel like that that step is wavering a little bit because of this this price hike it's possible i think though because it is still one of the cheaper models out there though it's not going to be the end of the world so i guess let's you know we'll, we'll see how things come up which oh by the way on the question regards to when it was released October 13th, 2020. It's actually almost two years old now. I didn't realize that it was that we wow. were that far in with it. But, I mean, it's still very capable for what it does. But, you know, I mean. Two years in, there's a lot of consoles that look at releasing a Gen 2 rather than a price hike. So, at that point, they would be, 
either, you know, sustaining a price or looking at lowering it. Yeah, normally you'd see price go down, but maybe they'll announce a new headset soon and then they'll drop the price again on this one. Who knows what will happen? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? In the meantime, let's move on to some other VR news, and that is about PlayStation VR 2 nonetheless. Uh, So (laughs) on the 26th, Sony went and dropped details over on PlayStation blog about the user experience for the PSVR 2, and they actually gave us a couple different images and some different details here. So I'm going to go into the details first, then we'll jump over into the images. So uh, they talk about the see-through view or the passive view, which allows you to use the cameras on the front of the VR headset to be able to see objects around you uh, when you're not playing a game. This is a feature, of, uh, of course, on the Quest and Quest 2. There is a feature on some other... Um, on some other VR headsets that have the cameras built into them, though, too. Um, but, of course, the PlayStation VR 2 is also going to have that. The bonus, apart, uh, the bonus about it, and I'll bring it up here in picture shortly, is that the quality on it has definitely improved greatly. You know what? I'll switch over here to it now. Let me go ahead and bring up the, the screen here. Oh, yay. I'm glad that that is uh, where that's at there now. Whoa. No, that's not what I wanted. Okay. I'm not going to lie. When you first showed me the those pictures um, that you had, you just sent me in messenger um of this i thought it was a studio render i i didn't know because then i saw the video of it of them actually doing it and i was like holy cow yeah no kidding and like this is yeah this is a, a video or this is an image looking through the looking through that um see-through mode and uh the player here picking up the controllers but the quality on this is definitely a step up from what I get in the Quest 2. Um, I don't know what the resolution is on the external cameras. I don't think any of that detail has been shared yet. But the quality that's passing through here and even coming in in the screenshot is pretty up there. Like, it helps to at least ha- like have some of those finer details. Um, you know, maybe it's not 100% necessary for some of these things. But um, there are some other qualities of the vr cameras though besides just the pass-through that i think net this higher quality camera set in them so and i'll get to that here in just a moment as well too um we also get a little bit of a view here let me just flip back over to it again a little bit of a view here of a little bit of the controls as well too at least to engage uh the the pass-through view and this is just one of the menus that popped up here in the horizon uh uh, VR game that's coming up too, where this looks like some sort of just settings menu where you can set your brightness, set your system screen, turn on that vibration of the headset, and then of course also set your uh, play area too, which um, you know you have to define when playing VR games to make sure that you're in a space that you're not going to whack anybody or anything. Um, so carrying on, of course, with the rest of the stuff here, and again I'll come back to the the other stuff on this blog here in a minute though too. Um, another feature, though, they're going to also be including is a broadcasting feature. So what that will allow you to do is that will allow you to stream content um, while you're playing the PSVR 2, but will use the PlayStation camera, um, which I don't think you actually have to have for this, but I believe or have for the VR system to work, but will need to do this feature here. Um, it will allow you to basically broadcast yourself playing the VR game with uh you know for people to see you in that with the game actually showing up behind you um and that of course here looks like you know like this here i can't zoom in on the picture but uh that'll give you at least another way to interact without having to do any sort of like goofy or crazy setups in uh obs or any other sort of game streaming software which is pretty cool 
Um, yeah, essentially, it'll give yeah. you the ability to if in if you've ever watched a video of someone play Beat Saber where they're actually in the game. Um, I think that's oh yeah, or or down in the corner, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like that. This is where one of those that you might be able to kind of like yeah, um, I was interpolate I was yourself to like, relate into that. Yeah, you might be able to layer yourself I'm, on this in a way that you know if if Beat Saber comes out for PlayStation Five, which I've got to imagine it's going to release there oh, too. Oh, I'm sure it will. Um, that you might be able to go ahead and put yourself into that position just like some other streamers do without actually having right. to do all of that heavy lifting to make it work. Um, besides that, though, of course, again, this is one of those things I was talking about here with the cameras. Um, is that there is a function here for customized play areas. So I'll go ahead and I'll just play the video here and you guys can see this, is that the cameras themselves, when you're looking around an area, auto-detect the features of the room that you're actually playing in. So it will scan around the environment as you're looking around there and determine where objects actually are at. So if you're trying to set up a play area, while it doesn't actually uh, show here that it's like, you know, setting up some type of boundaries or anything, it is working to identify any large objects. So your, your larger flat area, but then any objects that are within it so it can specify your, your play environment. Uh, what they talk about this here is they say, the play area for PSVR 2 can be customized by using the PSVR 2 sense controllers and the embedded cameras. The cameras will allow you to scan the room while the PSVR 2 sense controllers allow you to expand and further customize the play area to fit your play style and room environment. And so what of that looks like, of course, is... Uh, kind of like what we already see in the um, uh, kind of see like in uh, the Vive headset, the Index and um, the Quest headsets where you can actually draw out your boundary. And of course, once you reach out to your boundary, you're shown in game that you're starting to, to exit out of that area. You're showing your, your grid area, though, too. It does look like your boundary floor will have the uh, PlayStation face buttons yes. on the the bottom <laughs> it will and i thought that i thought that was a pretty neat, neat little twist there yeah i thought that was yeah. kind of cool to include um so besides that the other thing they talk about is just some of the content that you're actually going to be seeing in the headset when you're playing some of these vr games so uh what they said in vr mode players can enjoy vr content in a 360 view in a virtual environment content will be displayed in 4000 by 2040 hdr video format so that's uh, 2000 by 2040 per eye with 90 to 120 hertz frame rate However, in cinematic mode, players can view the PS5 system and UI and all non-VR game and media content on a virtual cinema screen. Content in cinematic mode will be displayed in 1920 by 1080 HDR video format with 24 to 60 hertz and also 120 hertz frame rate. So what that means then is that while you're playing a VR game, any sort of, um, it looks like uh, when you're playing these games, um, when you go into cinematic mode, you're going to end up being downscaled anyway. So that means that you can throw on the PlayStation VR headset and play games uh, through the headset that aren't VR titles. You know, you just play them on a virtual screen. However, you're going to be limited to 1920 by 1080. So that may not be all That's bad. That may not all be bad. I guess it's going to depend on the person, though, too. I hope they release additional resolutions that it can support because, I mean, even going up to, to 2K... You know, inside that with the uh, the resolution on the uh, displays in the headset, that doesn't seem mm -hmm. that far-fetched anyway. So I'm sure that this is just the starting point, and the next phase will include that. I think the only worry they may have with that um, is in the hardware upscaling. If you're, if you're watching or viewing older content, 
you know, the I, I feel like 1080 is like a good baseline if you needed to upscale anything, um, or for that matter, downscale. Yeah. But I, I could see like where they're trying to avoid like flickering issues and stuff by by you know locking it into a, a specific format for that. Um, whereas the exact same thing in 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 games, you know, you want the higher refresh rate anyway. But if you can sustain that higher refresh rate. Uh, beyond a certain point, especially being that that close to your eye, yeah. uh, it would really reduce flicker and uh, really reduce eye strain on the player. Yeah, and that might be one thing again that they do farther down the line. Uh, but I would, I could actually imagine more like your uh, PlayStation Five. Um, like I feel like your PlayStation Five games should be able to at least get up there to two K. But any of your older stuff limit to 1080p oh, yeah. and below though just so that way yeah you aren't having those potential system issues like with flickering um or potential eye strain problems though too but maybe the right. foveated rendering may help with some of that though as well um true but yeah even so uh no other launch date no prices no other stuff like that just some other feature things that they'd shown off which is pretty cool to see at least you know hey we're not being left behind on information about it and i still keep my fingers crossed that we will see it released and offer PC support sometime uh, after release. You know, and maybe touching back on the previous article, seeing some of this stuff, maybe Oculus does have something in the works coming down the pipeline that this headset's capable of that's not quite out yet. So one can hope, who knows? Kyle. Who one knows? can hope. But I, th- this looks awful sick to, you know, to try and compare the Oculus to this, you know, and they're just showing off some some basic stuff and it's already looking pretty sweet absolutely i am very uh i'm very excited to see more about it and actually get my hands on one at some point too so you know just to really give it a shot so but that's not the only playstation news we actually have today there's a lot going on with playstation anyway today is uh backbone is going to be releasing and this is in collaboration with sony will be releasing a version of their um a version of their mobile controller that is playstation 5 branded and is built to support playstation remote play uh so i could bring up the picture here from the article on polygon to show people what this is going to look like and it is a gorgeous looking attachment though for the uh it's pretty for the yeah for it and to be honest i mean backbone stuff has not looked you know anything bad either it's just that there's something unique about the look of the uh ps uh the ps5's uh dual sense controller and Mm -hmm. for it to kind of be embodied here a bit into this mobile version i really appreciate you know kind of that extra level of detail and then of course the the collaboration and support from uh, Sony as well too, you know, to get this uh, put together. See, and that that front image, it, it kind of reminds me, uh, and very loosely, might might I add, of the uh, Razer Jungle Cat because I I had one of those, but that one actually you had to have a phone case that it would slide onto, or or you had a controller dock similar to like a uh, Switch controller, or you could play it as two single controllers, but in in typical backbone fashion this one is actually a single unit that that stretch that actually stretches across the back of the phone if i'm not mistaken i believe that's the case yes and then specifically they are releasing this one uh for iphone first um Mm -hmm. and so it has a lightning uh connection port on the bottom of it 
so that way it will plug right into the lightning port on your iPhone. But it also has a um, uh, so it also has a uh, lightning port on the controller itself. So that way you can at least plug it in and get power. And then also has a three and a half uh, headphone jack too. So you'll be able to plug in your headphones and play games. You'll be able to still charge the phone. You'll still be able to play all that stuff too. Uh, the great part is that it also uh, works with any games that have controller support in them too. So not even just using it in PS Remote Play, but if you're more comfortable with the button layouts and that on, um, or the feeling of the uh, uh, of PlayStation type controllers, then of course you know, and you want to play stuff like Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact. Those are a couple examples listed in the article. Then this will work for it as well too. However, if you notice though, Kyle, if you take a look at the actual design of the uh, of the controller itself, though, it's not mm. actually it, the only thing about it really that lines up with the Sony part of it, other than, you know, maybe the color, like being the white color it is, and then, of course, the face buttons. The problem is that the two analog sticks are separated, where it's not because Sony uses on all, have, has used on all their DualShock controllers and their DualSense controllers that the analog sticks are at the bottom. Your face yep. button sort of at the top right, and then your uh, your D-pad is in the top left. Okay, this on the other hand has flipped it around, so it's more laid out like an Xbox controller. Now, that kind of sort of defeats some of the things there, where it's like it is the, you know, like, like kind of even what I just said. It kind of makes me feel like a hypocrite now for even saying it, but it's the fact though that now, if you're used to playing on PlayStation. And you have to go to this. Now you're having to flip around kind of where you're holding and, and manipulating things at versus what you were doing. So I guess maybe part of me would have kind of expected there to be more lining up with um, more lining up like with the DualSense controller than uh, I guess maybe copy pasting over from the existing Xbox looking one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that that's exactly what they did is they, they took an Xbox style controller that they may have had and, and basically just changed the color scheme and face buttons and said, Hey, Hey guys, look what we got. We got a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Like it says here, like someone, uh, someone on that article commented saying for a licensed device, you'd have to assume they'd try for symmetrical sticks. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just it's that, that's interesting. one thing that's always been a Sony thing. Uh, ever since they came out with the uh, the Dual Shot controller on the the early early uh, PSX, uh, you know, big gray console towards the end of its life, or I guess it was more towards the middle of its life when they uh, launched the Dual Shock. But or I don't even think it was a Dual Shock back then. It was just the uh, analog controller. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, maybe I'm a little annoyed on this now, but at the same time, maybe they yeah. just had to license it to get the face buttons or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I don't know. That That's a stretch. Uh, I I mean, it, it looks slick. I, I don't think I'll buy one, though, just because, I mean, I, I have my 8-bit do, and while these... These types of uh, like controllers are nice. Typically, when you buy something like a Backbone or a Razor, a Razor Jungle Cat, where it has to fit to the phone, it's only good for a generation or two. So you're only going to be using it for two to four years. 
Yeah, and there's no way to swap out any of the parts or anything on it, so that way you can... Um, right. Yeah, so that way you can get, um, you know, it put into the right spot where it will work for future, uh, future so, handsets. I don't know. Maybe I hate to be negative, or maybe I shouldn't be so negative, I guess, uh, b- because I, it, it does have that... that $99 price point it just makes me go you know that how many how many iPhones can you buy this and it, it works for you know is it if you buy the the next max is it going to be you know three centimeters or you know god forbid like two or three millimeters too uh small to fit over the one side um so you have to go buy a whole new backbone com- controller for you know, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Imagine having to rotate controllers out every two years, you know, especially if the other one still works well. Yeah. That is right. frustrating. And even Serpent Knight here says, I've always felt the level thumbsticks on the DualShock make it more ideal for third person navigation than the Xbox arrangement. This changes things. And it does, especially on the remote play part. If you're one that's going to continue to play PlayStation games. And um, if you look at a side by side with this, with the existing one that they already have now, there's not really much different on it anyway, except, of course, changing out the color scheme and the face buttons, uh, you know, for the iconic PlayStation ones to, uh, you know, from uh, ABXY. So. But, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to annoy some people, but I, I guess it's going to depend on how big that market actually is for doing that, too. Maybe there's just some PlayStation fanboys who don't care and just like, oh, I want the, the white one now that I can plug into my iPhone instead. Ha ha. You know, stick it to them, Xbox players. who have the monopoly on everything um but let's go ahead and move on here this is our last story uh last main story of course for today before we get into the uh quest markers and that is roblox losing a prominent sound effect and yeah that is right and the sound effect of course i'm talking about yep there it was Uh, i'm gonna play that again in case anybody didn't hear that because i got it here on this side yeah that one there that's what it kind of sounds like right now the oof sound effect is gone uh, so apparently there was an update to Roblox that removed the oof sound. Uh, according to this article from Polygon, Kotaku provided some additional context on the copyright issues that led to the sound effect being pulled. Uh, Tommy Tallarico is the composer of the oof sound. Tallarico is a game composer and more recently the CEO of Intellivision. The oof sound comes from Messiah, which was made in 2002 and was licensed to Roblox. Uh, anyone using it in their Roblox experiences would have to pay $1 or 100 Robux. Um, yeah, so apparently, uh, it looks like it was all licensing related, but yes, the, wow. uh, yeah, the, uh, the sound is now gone. Huh. That's so strange. Over, over like a second sound. <laughs> I like this comment here on the article though, too. It says, I presume Tommy Tallarico ended the agreement so that it could become the oof uh, the official sound effect of the Amico. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder, man. Yeah. When you turn on the imaginary system, that's the noise it's going to make. Yeah, that's, that, that is perfectly going to be the noise that it makes. I, I, yes, go turn it on. And, oh yeah, there we go. Perfect. Oof. 10 out of 10 out of 10. Hey mom, I'm going to go turn yeah. on the Amico. Okay. Just hear out from the, uh, Ooh. hear out from the, uh, living room there. 
God. Yeah, it's, just, it's such a oof. it's such a stupid, <laughs> funny sound. But at the same time, it's like it's just funny to see that that's something that's being removed. And, and it is an iconic sound, especially because it's been adapted to so many other things, too. Like I've seen the sound ripped out and used on TikToks. I've seen it used in YouTube videos that aren't even gaming related. You know, mm-hmm. it is a very iconic sound. And, you know, the fact that whatever's happened here with this, this copyright stuff, the licensing stuff, I mean, there are a lot of people playing Roblox right now anyway, so it's like to license it and have one dollar you know, or cost one dollar to have it, you know, it doesn't say how much time you actually get it for with that one dollar or if it's like a subscription to the oof sound. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is the way that Tommy Tallarico thinks he's gonna save the Amico is by is by trying to make more money off of the, the oof sound. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know, <laughs> but I thought that was an. This is just such a weird one. I thought that was an interesting one, at least to end with, though, on the main story part there, because because we all know. I mean, we all appreciate our oof sound, don't we? I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, usually I'm I'm the one that's bringing the uh, weird stories to the table, but oof. I really need to download this sound and just get a soundboard built up here. So that way, as we're doing the news and that, I can just press the button and go. Oh, just, man, we'd get just copyright struck <laughs> every time. Every time it's played, every time it's played, we owe Tommy Tallarico a dollar. So I'll I'll, I'll right. make little like marks on a notepad over here next to me that says, you know, how much do we owe Tommy Tallarico for this live stream? Fourteen dollars. Got it. And then, of course, I'll, uh, you know, and then. Okay, we're up to like $16 now. So, even so. Um, but with that, of course, that is the main story. So, we move on to our favorite part here, wrapping up the uh, news, of course. And that is the NPCs News Quest Markers with Kyle. So, Kyle, take it away on what we got going. Oh, my God, the Discord thing is all screwed up again. I got to oh, fix Kyle. I got to fix him. I can't, I can't uh, wait to see it. I'm looking now. Oh, uh, it was I'm bad. For the, the, I fixed it now. It's better. Just blow up. Uh, shut up. It's better now. It's fine. <laughs> I took care of it. Are you ready to go, Kyle? I think I'm ready to go. All right. What do we got? So Steam now officially supports Switch Retro controllers. Um, so your NES, SNES, N64, and Sega Mega Drive controllers will all work with Steam. In case you want to play some uh, crazy Dark Souls runs with an N64 controller, potentially, or if you're uh, jonesing to play some of those uh, Sega Classic collections with an actual Sega controller, uh, this may be your opportunity. Um, Other than that, uh, I want to say, does it... Has the patch gone live? Yep, uh, the patch has already been added, so support is live for those uh, right now. Yay! Yay! Um, continuing on, Microsoft is speeding up Xbox boot times to be more comparable to be with the uh, PlayStation Five and Switch. So Yay. no more needing to uh, turn on your console and then go get your water. Um, I, I did they actually say in the article? Um, I want to say it's a, it's about three to five seconds faster. Um, is what I've noticed. Um, on all the videos. Uh, but they said, uh, Microsoft changes will make the boot up 
in energy saving mode take the xbox series x and s boot process from around 20 seconds down to 15 seconds so i mean you're you're taking a quarter out of the time oh absolutely but that i mean that that's that much quicker to get to your games and it's noticeable when you you put it up against a uh playstation 5 so awesome xbox for for finally uh fixing that issue i guess <laughs> i didn't i didn't really see it as an issue but whatever it's better than the green screen boot so there's that oh boy and then for our last uh quest marker of the day sims 4 uh update had accidentally added incest um earlier this week the sims 4 received a big free update that added uh curved walls body hair and new wants and fears but accidentally some of those wants may be for your cousin oh no um (laughs) yeah um as spotted by pc gamer um, and Reddit, uh, Sims 4 players are reported, reported that after playing the game on July's 26th update, uh, some in-game characters are looking uh, to date family members. Oh, so, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. Well, ain't that just a fantastic thing, then? Yeah, thankfully, EA is aware of the bug, um, and... I want to say as of, I believe it was uh, Wednesday, actually um, was working on getting it fixed. So I want to say it should be fixed already or early by next week. So no more dating your sister. (laughs) Sims 4 Alabama edition. Yeah, no joke. Well, with that, of course, that is then it for the weekly news roundup. So... That was fun. That was crazy. And of course, as always, uh, now this is our new sound. We're going to include that oof sound and everything now. But with that, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into this week's news roundup. Of course, be sure to subscribe here on YouTube. Be sure to follow our podcast over at anchor.fm slash the dash NBC's dash podcast, where we try to publish a new episode every Thursday. And of course, the episode here for the news goes up live soon after this uh, this stream is finished. So. With that, of course, be sure to go subscribe. Be sure to follow us on social media as well, too. Be sure to follow us here on YouTube, everywhere else that we're at as well. With that, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you all in the next one. Later.